The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. And indeed, this is Inside Twins. Welcome. Chris Atterbury with you in our network headquarters here at Target Field. And Inside Twins is indeed brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. Pleased to be joined today by our old friend Rob Anthony, Vice President, Assistant General Manager. And Rob, no pressure, but your job for the next 22 minutes is to fuel the passion of a couple million Twins fans. Think you can do that? I'll give my best effort, Chris. You always do. You always do. So I have <laughs> I have no concerns uh, about the effort. Uh, let me start with, with this one. And uh, it, it's so early that I almost feel as if this show is such a great vehicle for us to ask you or Derek or, or Thad or whoever it happens to be to really take a deep dive on things that are happening on the field that we've seen over the previous couple of days. But is it hard even from your chair and the fourth floor to take too deep a dive when the games have been as sporadic and as few as they are right now? Yeah, I think we feel the same way that the players do. They, it's really hard to kind of get into a groove when we've had postponements and situations and off days and everything else, and now we're going to play a bunch of games in a row here, hopefully weather permitting, and uh, the players will get a chance to kind of settle in and, and get into the routine, and uh, as will we. Yeah, and it, and it does make it difficult with the small sample size, and I know this will be game three of a 19-game stretch where hopefully everybody can kind of find their rhythm. Now, that being said, you guys are far uh, from twiddling your thumbs there in the front office, and I want to uh, ask you about the Luke Bard situation. He was Rule 5 from the Twins by the Angels. He makes the team, so now he's required to stay with the team. They DFA him yesterday. What does that mean in terms of what you guys are doing and watching and how this process now will unfold? Well, once he's DFA'd, he cannot pitch anymore, so he's basically standing by to see where he's going or what's going to happen. And they can try and work out a trade with one of the other clubs, and if another club trades for him, then he's still uh, treated the same as a Rule 5 with, with the Angels. So he has to stay with that club if, if they don't trade him. They have to run him through outright waivers. If nobody claims him, they have to offer him back to us. And uh, we, we could take him back or we could try and work out a trade with them for them to keep him and option him to the minor leagues. Now, we've seen the Twins kind of on the other end of this a couple of times in the last handful of years. But I can't recall, Rob, uh, being on this side of the equation for the Minnesota Twins. And it's an interesting one because here's a guy with a big arm. He just had another reliever, Jake Reed, go down with an injury at AAA. So, Obviously, he's going to be a commodity that you would think some there'd be interest in, whether it be from the Twins or from one of the other 29 clubs. Yeah, he had a pretty good spring training, obviously, made the club. And I think what you see is it's really difficult for contending teams to carry a Rule 5 guy if they're not comfortable and he's not contributing to the point where the manager trusts him and, and they can put him in situations other than just mop up. And, and you've seen a little bit with us with Kenley where we've picked our spots uh, he got into last night's game and struggled, but uh, he had thrown the ball well his, his previous outing, but it's usually in games that are not hanging in the balance one way or the other, and it's tough for contending teams to carry a Rule 5 guy like that. And I think the Angels wanted to. They liked his arm, and they'd seen the pitches. Same thing we did. We just didn't think he was quite ready for the big leagues, and therefore we didn't put him on our 40-man roster. But um, 
it, it's really a good situation when you're a team that maybe isn't going to contend and you can carry a guy that you think has a, a good future and, and, uh, and get him through the year when, when there's not a lot of pressure situations. Now, in, in this little poker match here with Luke Bard's future, essentially you guys hold the best hand in the sense that if he comes back, you're not forced to have him on your on your, your 40-man or your, your 25-man roster, correct? Correct. He would have been outrighted, so uh, he would be assigned to Rochester and go pitch for, for them and provide us uh, more depth for relievers. And, you know, there's nothing to say that later in the year he's not ready to pitch mm-hmm. up here and, and he would just be another nice arm to, to re-add to our inventory. And always something for you guys to be looking at. And oddly enough, because this is the first month of the regular season, I almost feel like front office-wise, it's 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 not a lull by any stretch of the imagination, but compared to the frenetic nature of roster construction during the season or as you approach a trade deadline or a draft or a postseason, I almost feel like this is about as calm as it ever gets in your rivers. Yeah, it probably is, and that's it's a situation for for some of us to get out and, and go see our minor league clubs and, and keep an eye on the big league club, but um, you're right, next month our you know, midway through May, we start really turning our focus towards the draft. And and then once you get through that, then all of a sudden you're in the middle of the summer and you're starting to keep an eye on things and, and try and figure out what the strategy is for the trade deadline. And so, yeah, this probably is the time where I wouldn't say there's no activity since we are constantly discussing if we are not able to play this game, when will we make it up and everything <laughs> else. So it's, it's all those logistics that are uh, not too much fun, but they're part of the part of the business and, and unfortunately the weather wasn't very cooperative for us here the our first homestand uh, yeah we'll talk more about that is how it impacted the minor leagues and we'll talk a little bit about the injury front and the trip to puerto rico it's all straight ahead the show is inside twins rob anthony gracious enough to be our guest today so we'll take a break we'll come back in a moment stay with us right here on your home for twins baseball this is chris atterbury on the radio home for minnesota twins baseball 830 wcco you're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to Inside Twins. Again, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. How memories are created and legends are made. Twins Vice President, Assistant General Manager Rob Antony is here. And Rob, boy, it's been a minute, but you used to spend your Sundays delivering uh, newspapers through North Minneapolis. Now you're talking about big league baseball team on the radio. A little, little different there. Yeah, it just seems like yesterday, actually, Chris. Well, I was going to talk to you about that because mine, mine missed the stoop. It was on the side. I was going to see if you could... Uh, <laughs> You could work on that. Let's talk about uh, some injuries and, and kind of catch us up if you can. I know we're going to hear Paul mention it on our pregame lineup card to follow this program, but Byron Buxton is going to be in Bradenton today, and he's going to DH for the miracle as he tries to rehab and battle through those migraines. He's hoping to play some center field. What were the various factors you guys had to, to work in to try and get Byron on the on the field? And even to back up a little bit, the, the decision to put him on the 10-day DL with the migraines, probably something you don't do if we still have just the, the two-week DL. DL. Uh, you're correct. It would have been a, a lot tougher decision if it was still a 15-day DL, but now with the 10, we looked at it and we could backdate it because we hadn't played for a few days, and we just wanted to err on the side of caution, and, and you don't know when those symptoms are going to start to uh, reside or, or when they're going to uh, diminish, so with Byron, we kind of you have to kind of play it by the player, and he uh, had a tough day the first day. He showed up at the park in Puerto Rico, and he had the migraine. He spent some time in the in the training room with the towel over his head, and then went back to the hotel. The next day, he was actually worse, and that's when we decided to put him on the DL. 
um, because we knew without playing and now missing a few more games um, that it was probably best to just shut him down a little bit until he was ready to go. And then when he came in and said that uh, he still had a little bit of a headache, but it was it was very much more like a common headache. He felt good. All the other symptoms that he was dealing with, the dizziness and the irritation by the light and sound, he had none of those symptoms anymore, and he wanted to, to get going. So we're going to send him to Fort Myers, have him DH today, and if all goes as planned, he'll play center field for a couple games and join us Wednesday when he's eligible to come off the DL and, and play in the game against the Yankees. Yeah, it works out Bradenton, you know, right on the way, so he can stop and uh, mix in a couple of at-bats before getting on back to Fort Myers. Yeah. Now, in Fort Myers, Trevor May has thrown bullpens on consecutive days. Where is he, and is he right on schedule with his rehab? He is right on schedule, and, and he has not had any setbacks. Uh, he's been able to, to, to do everything he's wanted to do. And uh, so he's got a live BP, or he had a live BP. Um, tomorrow he has one, actually. Um, and so now he's getting into the part where he's starting to ramp it up. So hopefully uh, things continue to progress, and, and he'll be ready to, to go on a rehab assignment here, hopefully uh, early June or, or late May. He's eligible to come off the DL late May. And uh, so that's kind of the target date. Um, but when he'll be able to get on the mound and start pitching in games uh, should be in the very near future. Now, what about on the other end of the equation? Granite, Jake Reed, both uh, no longer active in Rochester with some injuries. Uh, Granite has a, a elbow situation. It's not a uh, – it's more of a contusion, and he it's just sore. So, therefore, they have a seven-day DL in the minor leagues. And when you get into a situation where a player's not going to be available for three, four days, uh, it's much more common and easier just to put him on the DL, um, let him heal up, and then you know take BP for a couple days and, and get back into action without really missing a beat. Um, Jake Reed has some shoulder impingement, uh, a little more undetermined of when exactly he'll be ready to go. Um, they're still treating those symptoms right now, and, and then he'll have to, depending upon how long he's out, he'll probably have to go on some type of throwing program to return to action. Rob, I'm not not a doctor, and neither are you, but impingement never seems to bear good tidings when you hear impingement. No, no, that's that's not a good thing, but it is unfortunately very common with pitchers uh, in their shoulders. So um, hopefully it's – I'm sure there's varying degrees. As you said, neither one of us are doctors, but there's varying degrees of impingement, and and it'll uh, a lot of it will just be determined by how, how soon uh, they're able to – to get that stabilized and him back out there. Yeah, I know got to be frustrating for Jake and hoping for the best result medically for him. We'll take another break on Inside Twins. More from Rob Anthony when we return on your home for Twins baseball. The show is Inside Twins here, kicking off a big Sunday. Our pregame lineup card will follow. Then it's the Twins and the Rays. Twins trying to salvage one from Tampa Bay at Tropicana Field. Inside Twins is brought to you by Killer Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. Rob Anthony is our guest. Let's talk Puerto Rico, Rob. I don't know if your white linen pants are back from the dry cleaners yet or your Panama hat, but uh, in terms of just the entirety of this experience, uh, it, it causes a little in terms of uh, getting out of routine with the travel and whatnot, but it gives back an awful lot in terms of the experience, not only for the players and the people involved, for the island, for the game at large. What was your biggest takeaway from the entire process and experience? Well, personally, I really enjoyed being able to go out and volunteer in the community, get out there and, and see some of the countryside and, or some of the island and, 
and uh, get a chance to meet some people and also just work alongside some of our own staff where uh, I might not get as much chance to interact with them or deal with them, and, and so I really enjoyed spending some time with them. It was also really amazing to watch Jose Barrios and Eddie Rosario. They were so excited about being home and playing for their team in front of their fans in Puerto Rico, and, and I think the other players were feeding off that excitement. I never heard one player complain about having to do this or being taken out of their routine. Everybody really just got into the spirit of it, and as you mentioned, our players and staff, everybody was all decked out in island attire and having fun with it, and so it was a really enjoyable experience, and for Puerto Rico, you could tell the fans were excited every time Lindor came up or Rosario came up, and and then when Barrios pitched like he did, you could just sense the excitement in the crowd, and, and they have a they had a lot of family and friends that were there to, to see them playing. I know that meant a lot to them. Yeah, it was uh, spectacular to see how Eddie and Jose really grabbed that mantle of the leading kind of this charge from the field level and ran with it, and the players uh, really uh, growing to them in that respect. It was fun to watch. Now, Rob, you and, and fellow scouts and front office types probably have a better understanding of Puerto Rico, going to the Dominican, you know, back in the day to Venezuela, uh, Cuba even, than, than some other members of the organization in, in different roles. Are there other places you see this going forward? Will there be a big league game in the Dominican at some point? Will there be a big league game you know, in Cuba at some point? Um, I definitely believe we'll, there'll be a big league game in the Dominican and some other countries as Commissioner Manfred is very dedicated towards spreading the game internationally. And, and I think all the clubs and owners and everybody are on board with that. So I think the game will continue. We'll continue to have some uh, regular season, not just exhibition games where you run some players out there. These games games meant something, and, and you could really tell that when we intentionally walked Lindor and the <laughs> booze rained down on us. So um, that, that's when you knew it wasn't just an exhibition game. But it did have a different feel to it because we weren't playing in Cleveland or Minnesota. And, and you know, when the, something would happen, if you had your eyes closed, you wouldn't know which team was, was – uh, doing something positive or not so um but when when you play a neutral site game like that that's going to happen and, and it was good for good for the people of puerto rico and and good for our players as well as indians i think you know you mentioned the commissioner and he's talked very openly about they're going to go to mexico this year there's talk about going to england which is pretty much a, a done deal all of which is very exciting for all the reasons that you just laid out but i look around and i see ballparks here in, in the existing continental united states with great front offices and exciting young teams who can't get anybody in the building and are struggling. The Trop is one of them. Oakland is one of those places. The south side of Chicago uh, is vacant on, on a lot of game days. Uh, a lot of issues domestically to deal with, even as we're trying to push things out internationally. How do you balance that? Uh, it's very difficult because um, when when you go to Puerto Rico and you know the Twins and Indians are expected to be contending teams, obviously, this season, um, so there's a lot of reason to go out and see and to see the players from Puerto Rico. But um, some of the cities that where the teams are not playing well, but even when they were, they weren't drawing very well, and that's that's been a challenge. I mean, there are several teams still trying to get a new stadium and trying to reinvigorate the community and, and the whole venue where you saw what happened when we moved to Target Field, mm-hmm. the excitement that was here. We had a good following in the Metrodome when we were playing well, but when we weren't, we weren't drawing many people. And, and you know, now some other clubs are facing that same dilemma, and, and it's just a difficult situation. I mean, 
Um, it's hard to turn it around in a year, and I know the teams that more and more talk about teams tanking or, or just trying to play for a higher draft pick and trying to do different things like that. You can you can do that, but that doesn't happen overnight. Even if you are able to draft an impact type player for three years from now, it's it's difficult to do unless you are continually bad and you have a lot of high picks in multiple years. Um, but then you also have to hit on those picks. Yep. And you've seen, you know, just the other day the White Sox released Courtney Hawkins, who was their first round pick a few years ago, and just didn't pan out. And um, that's really hard on an organization when when your high picks don't pan out because so many of the players in the big leagues are uh, variably uh, high picks in the draft or high signs in the international world. But um, it, it's a difficult situation, Chris, and, and I'm not sure we have an answer for that right now, but there are several teams um, that are battling that right now. Yeah, it's certainly an issue to look forward to. Always love talking with Rob Antony, and we get to do it for one more segment. We return to Inside Twins after this on your home for Twins Baseball. It's Inside Twins, brought to you by Killerbrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created, legends are made. We have just moments left with Rob Antony. Then it's the pregame lineup card. We'll hear from Paul Molitor. Jeremy Zoll will stop by. And then it's the Twins trying to salvage one at Tampa St. Pete. And, uh, Rob, the bats have been quiet here uh, as this uh, twin center fielder reunion tour continues. We've seen Gomez. We've seen Span. We'll see Aaron Hicks in New York. Maybe fly in Ben Revere, Jason Repko, see if we can get – you know, maybe get uh, Mastroianni on the plane, too. Uh, just preaching patience at this point for fans in terms of just let these hitters kind of get into an everyday rhythm and, and trust that the offense will come? Yeah, I think so. We have a lot of confidence in our our offensive lineup and, and you know, get Buck back in there and, and start playing some consecutive games, and I think guys will kind of get into, get into the flow of things with good to see Robbie get a couple hits last night and I've seen enough of an art span so we can <laughs> we, we, we can move on to New York and see what Aaron's got in store for us yeah, yeah you have seen plenty of Denard span and that white beard Jeez. over the course of the last couple of days it's weird though right because here's a guy that you're so invested in as a human being for so long and it's turning out well he's a new dad he's a husband and whatnot and yet you know don't get those hits against us right Oh, absolutely. He, he's he's a great guy, and I like to see him do well. It's not against us, but it is it is uh, <clears throat> nice to see players that we drafted came up through our organization, contributed a lot to the Minnesota Twins, and is still uh, still playing and playing at a high level. I know you're keeping your chin up on the wild ouster, but do you have a Stanley Cup uh, champion prediction for us? I'm not sure I have a prediction, but I'm cheering for the Vegas Knights. They're an awfully fun team to watch. They play fast both ways, so it's fun fun to watch. I'm pulling for the Knights. Look at you. So there we have it. On record, we've got Rob Anthony's going to be a Vegas Knights guy. And will you be waving a towel for the Wolves down at the uh, Target Center? I don't know that I'll be waving the towel, but I'm pulling for them. It's always good to see the local teams doing well, and it's great for that organization to get back into the playoffs. And a fun atmosphere down here last night as we walked out of the ballpark as well. Rob, it's always great catching up with you, my friend. Hopefully the weather holds. You guys can get back to the business of uh, having baseball every day and moving forward from there. Appreciate your insights and honesty as always. All right. Always a pleasure, Chris. Thanks. That's Rob Antony, great guy and a great guest here on Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killer Brew Root Beer. And we do it every Sunday. Right now, take a deep breath, pour yourself another cup of coffee. It's the Twins pregame lineup card just around the corner right here on your home for Twins baseball. You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. 
Made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.